0: Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Doctor Jeffrey Skopak and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context.
1: Welcome back to Christ, Culture and Cinema the hurricane Ian
0: Edition. how you doing today michael <laughs> well uh by the time everybody's listening to this i hope i am doing well we uh we see what's coming up our uh, state here pretty soon and uh, let's see friday nine o'clock it drops it will probably be hovering over us somewhere
1: right well you know this a is tropical
0: storm hopefully by then the, not the, a hurricane.
1: the floridian view of the hurricane and you can tell you've been in florida a while based on how you handle these things you know, when you first watch the tropics, you go, eh, it's yeah. nothing bad. Then you watch it get a little closer and you go, eh, maybe I should go to the store. Buy and Buy a case of water. Maybe oh, it's all gone. Wait a minute. You know, they don't really <laughs> buy the case of water because in Florida, you really do need to look at the shelves where you find the beer, wine, and other assorted oh, liquor. Yes. Uh, it's kind oh, of a run yes. on that. And then it gets to this kind of category three and maybe a
0: four and people go, hmm, maybe we should do something about you, this. You know where it got serious? Yeah, where? When they send Jim Cantor to St. Pete. Those oh, people are like, oh, Jim's
1: on, here, I'm leaving. Yeah, when he showed up in Clearwater, everybody <laughs> went, yep, time to go, man. Jim Cantor is here and oh, the boy. Weather Channel. It's never it's good. All over. Yeah, yeah so we're, we're... Shout out to Jim. Yeah, we're, we're buckling down for a hurricane here, folks. But today we're going to take a look at uh, another sequel movie. Uh, today we're going to be looking at... The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, which was released on May fifth of twenty seventeen, it had a budget of two hundred million dollars.
0: Doesn't seem five years ago, does it?
1: No. Wow. It's, the well, MCU, just the way they crank them out, it's it's amazing. It, it's kind of a saturation point, I think. You know, it just there's so many out there, and then these characters keep showing up in. The Avengers or these crossover Thor. pieces, yeah. Thor, Love and Thunder—they're—they're they're kind of everywhere, and you know, y- you just don't know. Like I've been watching this um, this Hulk uh, lawyer, She-Hulk uh, lawyer, uh, attorney. It. At lo- it's okay, but who shows up in it? Of course, is the Hulk, but also Wong from um, you know Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange yeah. You know, so. You never know where they're going to show up in this thing. Now, again, box office to budget. Budget was two hundred million. Holy cow! Woo! Everybody likes the Guardians of the Galaxy because yeah. it was eight hundred sixty-three point eight
0: million dollars. It, it went one forty-six opening weekend. They almost covered <clears throat> budget. Yeah. Well, now we don't know what advertising was. Who knows? Probably another twenty million. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, U.S. Canada three eighty-nine. Yeah. So this went uh, over 450 million And, and let's worldwide. face it, wow. these are likable, lovable characters.
1: Lovable. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the little surprises in MCU. Right. You know, it. it it's a little hidden gem. You know, it's not one of the I, main I characters. I did
0: not watch it for a while. Mm. In fact, probably when you said we're going to do Guardians of the Galaxy the first time, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I guess I better watch it because I wasn't... Yeah wasn't on my radar. But the characters are likable and lovable
1: and relatable. Right. So right, right, right. Now this movie was directed by James Gunn. And James Gunn has done, obviously, this, but he did the original Guardians of the
0: Galaxy. He, he really has writer, producer, and more actor credits. Yeah, he sure does. Direct. He only has 18 director credits. And what's funny, though, is he's really kind of fallen into the
1: comic book universe. Right. Because he also directed The Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had his hand in The Suicide Squad follow-up, a uh, second
0: movie that came out, which, eh, it was Okay. Don't forget, he's going to direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Which will be it's coming up the last. Yeah,
1: it's coming up. That will be the grand finale for the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so let's talk about the characters and why people like this movie so much, because I think it's a combination of great characters mixed and cast with great actors and actresses. And? What are you going to add to it? Great
0: music well and i must face it the music's incredible in these
1: I, I this is what i listen to on my car radio yeah
0: and it's 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 good it, stuff.
1: it transports you to a very certain time in a very certain place and you're right
0: i think half of those songs are on my dad's jukebox seabird jukebox
1: oh i just oh, yeah. love the music and the music fits you know right at the beginning of the movie uh, when they start playing the music, when they're going to save the galaxy right at the beginning of the... And Groot there plugs it, it in, and, and they're going, you know, why Why is Groot working? You know, why are you working on that? Because, you know, Quill needs tunes when he's working. No, no, I don't. No,
0: you do. Well, even even the, the little uh, homage at the end where, you know, his Walkman has been destroyed and they give him... Oh, the, my uh, word, the Zune. No, no, the Zoom. they <laughs> gave him a Zune. It wasn't even an iPod. And you could fit 85
1: songs on it. <laughs> oh, It was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, my word. It was good so stuff. good. Let's talk about the cast and the character. So uh, the main character, again, is Peter Quill, played by Chris Pratt. And, you know, his body of work is just growing. Oh, it's huge. It's just growing. You know, from Parks and Recreation, where that's he really tasty. began, oh, yeah. uh, to his role in the Jurassic World series, all of the three Lots Jurassic Worlds, uh, the Lego movies as a voice. Uh, we covered here The Tomorrow War. Mm-hmm. That was good one. uh, Ones we haven't done, Zero Dark Thirty. He's really good in Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, Magnificent Seven. You know, we're we're getting to that point now where I'm starting to forget if we did the movie. I don't think we have. Which one? But I love Passengers. I we've talked about it. We haven't done this, it. My yet, son so.
0: brought it up. That was something he discussed in college. Yeah. Yeah, because I think we were talking about Peyton coming in on that. Yeah. Uh, don't forget Moneyball. Oh, Moneyball. That's Played, right. Played uh, Hatterberg. Uh,
1: so Scott young. Hatterburg. He was oh, a yeah. kid in Moneyball. So good. Holy in cow! Now playing uh, the tension, the love interest. Uh, uh, you always got to have a green woman in an outer space movie. I've kind of decided. That's a Star Trek effect. I guess. It's got to be. Gamora, played by Zoe Saldana. She's big time. And well, she's huge because, well, she's Lieutenant Ohura in the reboot of Star Trek and those movies that have mm-hmm. followed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the two Star Trek movies. Yeah. And she's been in Avatar. I mean, holy cow. If you're an Avatar, you're big time. Uh, Again, she's in death at a funeral. We've talked about that movie. Hey, Vampires versus the Bronx. Oh, can't argue with that. Right. No, no. Boss, Bitch, Fight, Club. <laughs> that's the one right there. Oh, boy. But here's when I went a little digging. Did you know she was in The Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl? I missed it. I had no idea she was in. Small role, but still. She's been around longer than you think. She's good though. I really like her character. I do too. She's a good good character. She's one of my favorite in the MCU, to be honest with you. I think she's just got a great role and it fits who she is. And she the tension between she and Peter Quill, aka
0: Chris Pratt, is, is terrific in this movie. That's good, but I guess I paid more attention to her and her sister. You know, Karen Gillen we just had for um
1: Look um, at you just do? you're
0: pounding your what did, pen on what the What movie did we just desk. do with The Rock? Oh, and, and Jumanji. Jumanji, come on. So she was great in Jumanji, and yeah. I never thought that's the same person because it's such a different character. Oh, yeah. I yeah, never yeah. realized, oh, that's the sister. That's the same uh, one. Nebula. You, yeah, do you want to talk about so Nebula? Let's talk Nebula. about that. They, G- I love that back and forth with, uh, uh, with Mora and Nebula. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: so Nebula is the, you know... Sister, quote, you know, put that in quotes because it's kind of. all because Thanos is, you know, destroying worlds and collecting children and calling right. them his daughters. Uh, Nebula is played by Karen Gillan, and I love the line that she uses. Every time my sister beat me, he would take another part of me and replace it with machinery, <laughs> and she just kept beating me. She hates Gamora because she kept losing herself. Now, mm-hmm. Karen Gillan... Yeah, you know. Again, we just had her in Jumanji. Uh, she was in Spies in Disguise, Stuber, uh, The Big Short. We just had her in that. Now it's just her a in few The Big weeks Short. She's been some CCCs. She she kind of may be the Christ culture and cinema oh, female actress of this particular season. Okay, okay. I'll we have season. to go the season. We'll go the season. Uh, she was in
0: because... a little television show called Selfie. I was going to say, one of them that we have not done enough Tom Hanks movies, but The Circle? Yeah. Oh, that's a deep one.
1: And, you know, by the way, one that she really made, where she really got her kind of a jump start in her career was in the television, British television series Doctor Who. Right. So she's been around for a while, which is kind of interesting. But Nebula and Gamora really are fun together. Now let's get back to the Guardians of the Galaxy. Drax, played by Dave Bautista, again of WWE, WWE. wrestling fame and oh, yeah. WrestleMania. Uh, but he was also in uh, this reboot one, um, Blade Runner 2049 uh, and in the most recent release, uh, redo of the movie Dune, and I have to admit, I know people love Dune. I tried to watch it on a flight. It put me to sleep. I haven't seen it. it I, it's just not my thing. I haven't seen it. I don't know. It's not my... You, you out there may love Dune. We here at Christ Culture in cinema, eh, I'm not so sure. Um He's also in My Spy, which is kind of a comedy. He's trying to do a little like that Sylvester Stallone kind yeah. of thing. It I
0: don't think it works so, too well. The one that I have not seen that I want to see here when I have time is that Little Demon that I've heard all the uh, hubbub oh, about about yeah, yeah, how yeah, it's yeah, yeah. worshiping Satan and all those yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't realize he was in that. So and and Hotel Artemis. I put. But I also want to point out to you he's in a little film called Stuber who. Karen Gillan
1: is also in that film. So we're starting to see some crossover crossover there. I always always, always look for the crossover. Now, the voice of baby Groot, because if you remember at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, the first movie, uh, Groot kind of sacrifices himself, but they take a branch of Groot, put it in a pot, and grow baby Groot that's pretty cool baby Groot, which Uh,
0: makes you wonder if they needed to get somebody with a younger voice no they didn't didn't. Vin
1: Diesel is still Groot and forever will be and you know Vin Diesel is Mr. Fast and Furious filling all the numbers that go after it and a lot of numbers and he is triple x you know both his salary and the number of movies absolutely and he is triple Triple x X, X, which I enjoy those those are just fun (laughs) and Pacifier. Oh, the pacifier. That's always a fun <laughs> Never a, seen it. It's I a, haven't seen it. Did it's you watch a, it? It is a fun oh, movie. My kids oh, liked it when that it. came oh. out. Uh, he's the voice in the Iron Giant. True. Uh, and let's not forget Saving Private Ryan.
0: Yeah, I had Saving Private Ryan. I had that one. I had Knock Around Guys. I haven't seen it. Oh,
1: don't forget the Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, okay. He's yep. been in some big Babylon stuff. AD. He yeah. really has. He's been around. Uh, now, the voice of Rocket. I
0: love that character. Oh, Rocket is maybe... He causes all the problems in this movie, you know. Oh, he does? Yeah, he causes problems. I just love that. (laughs) He's so good. But it does not sound like bradley cooper no I'm it, sorry, doesn't. it doesn't no it really does you know, not if, if you don't read that you're like that's bradley cooper yeah he, he's created such character and he does a great job he does a phenomenal job but and it's th- not bradley cooper we
1: know and again we know bradley cooper because a i wrote about it in the book christ culture and cinema and b we have covered it here on the podcast a star is born, mm-hmm. opposite mm-hmm. of Lady Gaga. Uh, but again, American Sniper, American Hustle, The Mule, War Dogs, which we need to do. We War to Dogs, do. I think we, we need to do The Mule. Oh, the Mule, Such too. A good one. The Mule is another good yeah. movie. And let's not forget the Hangover series. Oh, yeah. Are we bold he's, enough he's to do good. one of the Hangover uh, we movies? We might as well now. Well, we, we have it. met Alan at a Wolf pastor's conference. Don't forget. <laughs> uh, we were at a pastor's conference late, uh, recently uh, to our listeners out there, and we met a pastor uh, who will remain nameless. But in the middle of uh, socializing, Michael sent me a text message. Oh, you call me out like that? Yeah, man. I will. And it was a picture of Alan and from uh, the uh, Hangover. And I looked at the pastor and I went, "Oh my word, he's with us." I mean, it was <laughs> it was striking. He, and uh, he does look like him. And the movie that never got its uh, sequel, The A Team. Hey, how about Joy?
0: Joy is another. That was good a one. weird one. But yeah, it was good. It's a good movie. Burnt. There's that scene he has in Burnt where he stands up for his waitress yeah. that I've seen shown a couple times. Right. Never even seen the whole movie. Right. But it's such a, a great scene where he stands up to a, a food critic. Yeah, he's um, he's a good one. American Sniper. You said that one. Yeah, right? I said yeah, American Sniper. I love that, oh I love that movie. That's a, oh, yeah. I forgot about Aloha. that. Yeah,
1: good ones. He's so good, but his voice as Rocket
0: is spectacular. Oh, it's a great character.
1: Oh, my gosh. Now, playing Yondu... Uh, who's blue in the movie? People, he's 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 a, kind of a bright bright metallic blue, played by Michael Rooker, and what he's I he's a
0: lot were- bigger than I thought.
1: Yeah, yeah. But with the thing that I am- was amazed at, he showed up in the Suicide Squad yep. too. He was a character in the Walking Dead
0: television series. Oh, he's you know? a terrible character in that. I, everybody hates his character. But that's why so he's good. so good. Yeah, was so
1: good. Uh, He's in F9, the Fast Saga, which now crosses over Vin Diesel and all those guys of Corrective Measures.
0: Uh, you have him in some other things, too, I know. I have Fantasy Island... Robot Chicken, no. Oh. Seal Team, loving yeah. monsters. Yeah, loving monsters. Velcro is a good experiment. Movie. Yeah, he's he's been a lot of stuff. White elephant. But yeah. he
1: is forever to be it's Yondu. Yeah, I he, love he's a great, great character. He he's, does a good job. He
0: to me is a central
1: central character to this movie. Yeah. Now playing a new character introduced in this movie, Mantis, uh, is played by Palm Klemtaif. And here again, guess where she shows up? Uncut gems. Uh Yes, indeed. Christ Culture and Cinema. Uh, another Christ Culture and Cinema movie, but The Suicide <laughs> Squad, the second movie of it. So now we're starting to see that uh, James Gunn is picking some mm-hmm. of these
0: actors off and using them in The Suicide Squad too. I, I saw she was in The Black Mirror. Yeah. But have you ever seen that? I have it's not. It's five seasons. Every episode is its own story. So oh. to say you're in The Black Mirror, there's probably 150- Actors and actresses out there who've been in technically an episode right, yeah. of The Black Mirror, yeah. you know. So it's kind of one of those, it's like, um, mm. so what? Yeah. I put now, that down. I thought, why well, But I look, it, she's
1: also been in Thunder Force. She was in the television series Westworld, and I know my son-in-law really has gotten into that a little bit. And in uh, The Addams Family. Oh, good one. But... Mantis is a great character in this too. Cute character. Because her. she wants to be human. You know, she wants to have more human interaction.
0: And of course, Drax just plays on it. Well, Drax is so nasty to her. Can and I? then he finally is like, Well, I don't want you to to like me or something. Yeah. I mean, he makes some excuses. When he goes, When she goes,
1: May I pet your doggie? And he goes, you may. And Rocket like almost bites her hand off, and he's laughing hysterically at her. And she's laughing like, Am I supposed to laugh? I don't know a human interaction. Uh, now, playing Ego, and Ego is Peter Quill's biological father, mm-hmm. uh, played by another Christ culture and cinema favorite, he's Kurt a good one. Russell. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. We love Kurt Russell. The Hateful Eight mm-hmm. Escape from LA. Deep Water Horizon. We haven't done that one yet. We're definitely going to do that movie. Uh, Grindhouse. Oh, Grindhouse is a tremendous double feature movie. Love Grindhouse. Poseidon uh, shows up there. He'll always be her Brooks in Miracle. Miracle. Love him. I didn't realize this. He was with uh, Tom Cruise in Van- uh, Yeah, Tom Cruise in Van- Vanilla Sky.
0: Okay,
1: did not realize he was there. Of course, one that we have done Tombstone. Tombstone. Love Tombstone. Uh, He was in, I didn't know this. Did you, I wonder if you know this because you do claim that this is the greatest movie ever made, but in fact, it may be number two or even three. He was in Forrest Gump.
0: Uh, I, I, My number one is Shawshank. You know that. But Forrest Gump is really good. Forrest Gump. Yeah, he's good in that.
1: And Forrest Gump. Keep going. But he was Elvis Presley in Forrest Gump. He he was the voice. I did not know that. Because he did
0: that Graceland movie, So Many Miles of Graceland. Yeah, something like that. He was in Backdraft. Keep going. He was
1: in Captain Ron. Uh-huh. That's where he uh, they they kidnap, you know,
0: his uh, wife of all these years uh, is the uh, love Goldie interest. Han. Yeah, Goldie yeah. Hawn. Because they did that. Yeah, Overboard. What yeah. do you have? What else? Uh, I've got Tequila Sunrise. Oh it's yeah, great yeah. Tequila Sunrise. All right, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, it's it another... It goes the Wayback Machine. Yeah, Wayback Machine. Did you mention Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Because that is a Christ Culture and Cinema one. Yeah, it is a Christ... And I did not put we that didn't. in that one. And of course, The Fast and Furious, he's in like 5, 7, whatever. He's whatever. in a handful of The Fast and the Furious. Um, but I have him back-to-back with our Sylvester Stallone character, so I have and Cash. Uh, oh. Because they're both in there. No. Oh, no, yeah. Love no. and Cash. That no. never got the kind of pub I should have loved Tango and Cash. No. So good. No, it's not. Oh, my goodness. It's not good. That, that's one of those movies. When you grew up with Tango and Cash, I could have been either one. They that, were both that great characters. That
1: explains your childhood Love a little bit. Tango and Cash. And now I have concerns. Now, playing Stockar Ogard is <laughs> a terrible name. S- Sylvester Stallone. And this is one of the other Ravager groups. You know Rocky. You know, we know Adrian. We that's know him from Rocky. Uh, but you know you have to go back a little bit before Rocky. He okay. was in The Lords of Flatbush, Victory. Uh, victory, great movie. Yeah, the, the the American goaltender. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> was so Love bad. Uh, Ram- the whole Rambo
0: series. Don't, First Blood. Don't, don't pass over over the top.
1: I Which love over the top. Over the top. So
0: okay. You can't argue with the arm wrestling. No, of no. Movie. We're coming up to the better ones. <laughs> Cobra. Cobra's
1: great. And Demolition Man. We're gonna do Demolition Man. Murder, Death Kill. Murder Death Kill. No, we yeah. gotta do that one. I That's just love one.
0: that. That's a great movie. And uh, you, you brought up earlier how uh, who was that? Dave Batista was trying to do a Sorcerer Salon with Oscar. Yeah. That's yeah, his comedy. We had Oscar. It was yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah, not good. But don't forget,
1: he was—he's now, and we haven't done one of these yet. We will the Expendable series. Oh yeah, got those. Uh, those are good. I kind of like them as action movies go. And guess what other movie he shows up in? The second Suicide Squad movie. I didn't see that. And yeah, the other one. Yeah, he's in that too. You, you mentioned Judge Dredd, right? Yeah, we I mentioned Judge Lord. Dredd. Yeah, I yeah. am the law. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Now, I love this one, Aisha, because one of the other characters later on, Craglin will go, you know that Aisha chick? She's a little intense. It's a great line. She is uh, intense. But Aisha is played by Elizabeth Debicki. And here's a great movie. She was in The Great Gatsby with a Christ, culture, and cinema favorite, Leonardo DiCaprio. Can't argue with that. Great movie. Uh, she's in the show my wife and I have really enjoyed watching, The Crown, Uh, Okay. And I think that's on Netflix. She plays Princess Diana in The Crown. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Uh, Tenet she's in. She's also in the two Peter Rabbit movies. Yep. And also a little movie called Everest. I had Widows. Widows. Haven't seen it. No idea. Haven't seen Widows. I don't know, but I did see that she was in that. Now, playing a
0: great character named (laughs) Taserface. Taserface. What'd you say your name was? Taserface. (laughs) Taserface. A, that's why they put some comedy in these movies. It was for Taserface. It Oh, so my word. It was so it's a good. a great line. And that's played by Chris Sullivan. And
1: Chris Sullivan has been in the television series This Is Us, which was wildly popular. I believe he was in season one of Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, in season four. Also in uh, The Americans, another uh cable, no, uh, well, not cable anymore, streaming service show. Uh, of course, every actor somewhere in their career has to make an appearance in Law & Order SVU. Uh, so he's been around for quite a while. Now, playing Craglin and we did mention him earlier, and this is kind of Yondu's right-hand man. He,
0: he does get the arrow.
1: Yes, he does. Spoiler alert. And he is played by Sean Gunn, yeah. brother of James Gunn. There's Surprise. your
0: little
1: and guess what movie he shows up in? The director oh, took care of his brother. Suicide Squad two again, isn't that interesting? One, one, two, so many. Two, no? uh, I Am Mortal. Agnes. He's in the television show Gilmore Girls. A uh, little movie called Glee. Uh, yeah. chain, uh, oh, I love this one. Lollipop Chainsaw. Oh? I don't even know what that is, and I don't even know if I want to know what that is. I, that might be, what's the rating on that one? I don't know, and <laughs> I don't want to find don't out. don't want to find out, yeah. We're not going to do that one in cross Now, the last one I have for the cast, and I know you have more, I do. is Meredith Quill. She's a good one. Is played by Laura Haddock. Now, here's funny. Now, here she is. She's Meredith Quill in Guardians of the Galaxy. But she also happens to be in a little movie called Captain America, the first Avenger.
0: I missed that. Yeah, oh, very yeah. small
1: role, but there she is. And there she was. Uh, she's in a movie that my wife and I went and saw Downton Abbey, a new era. Uh, so she definitely uh, is in that. Uh, Transformers, The Last Night. Then mm-hmm. also in a little uh,
0: British comedy, Upstairs, Downstairs. That's funny. I had the in-betweeners. Oh. Upstairs, downstairs, the in-betweeners. She there you go. She's got, directional all the ba- things, she yeah. got all the bases covered. It's good. I also had uh, Tommy Flanagan, who plays uh, Tulik. Uh-huh. But the three credits I put him down for, talk about the man you want. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy, okay. Gladiator, and Braveheart. Wow. I think, yeah. he's, I think he's typecast. I, I was going to say, that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, pretty, pretty, pretty big uh, movies right there, to say you're in those parts. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's not um, bad. And then I have five guys that are small bit parts but are big actors. I have Rob Zombie, who mm-hmm. is who uh is a Ravenger, mm-hmm. who obviously devils reject grindhouse you mentioned earlier. Oh yeah. Uh, Halloween, you know, he's he's the horror guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you got Seth Green who plays Howard the Duck. So he has that kind <laughs> oh, good of heavens. he's out there, you know, but he, he's known from Awesome Powers, Robot Chicken, Yeah. Party Monster of course. Of uh, course. Macaulay Culkin, I think that was weird. Sure. That was a terrible movie. Of course. The Hoss, David Asselhoff. Oh, who yes. uh, plays a form of himself, I guess. Um Baywatch, Night Rider, Dodgeball. You know, yeah, and, and yeah. Stan Lee, I only mention him because he's the only person who's been in every single MCU movie. Until, Until? recently. Because he died. That's right, he did die. Yeah, he I died. So down. he was yeah. he was he was the man in all those movies. He
1: so. was I think his last one. Careful. Was I think the Spider-Man in the
0: multi? Is it the the yeah. last Spider-Man? The last one. Spider-Man. I think that was it. It was kind of like he was he was your own MCU Easter egg because you watch to see how they're going to fit Stan into the movie. Every right. movie, it's kind of fun. Every movie, yeah. Um, and true. I put Ving huh plays Charlie Twenty Seven. You know, obviously Pulp Fiction, the Mission Impossible series, father figure Dave, striptease, Con yeah. Air. I mean, love Ving. He's, mm-hmm. he's a great one. So that's where I went yeah so we've got a huge great movie huge cast great five movie. years ago no spoilers
1: sorry yep no and the new one is coming i think at it what christmas time isn't it november is come
0: don't get me excited like that i, I thought it was next you know, year you might have On to check road. it's coming It is 2023 it says oh
1: 23 maybe it's um, the big
0: summer release one then release date right now is may 5th 2023 there it is they're so, going to make it know, the next big got about summer eight, release eight months
1: so I'm excited about the next one coming, but let's talk about this one. So, it, you know, the movie begins, and I love how it begins. They're going to save the galaxy again, and they got to get the uh, the batteries for uh, this this um, this crazy uh, the Aisha woman who's all gold. The and gold all the, people. The gold yes. people. They're all gold. The perfect gold people. And they, you know, they defeat the alien. They get the batteries. Uh, you know, great music in the beginning. Bodies are flying all over the place. There's Groot dancing to the music. Just love the whole setup. And now they go to this Aisha to give her, you know, they collect their reward. And, they, you know, as they get the reward, one of the things they got was Nebula. <laughs> Hello. Hello, sister. Hello, sister. I'm going to keep you in handcuffs. And they're going to go take her right to jail is what they're going to do. But... Let's just say Rocket decides he's going to keep. And I love how Drax can never get the words right. The ancillary batteries, the (laughs) the ovary batteries. He can never get it right as to what they are. uh, But he keeps some of the batteries for himself. He
0: did not like the gold people.
1: Didn't feel they deserved it. And he kind of told them that too. He's he's kind of got a little edge to him. He's a little angry. A little angry, uh, you know, raccoon uh, is what he is. And of course, Aisha sends the forces after them. And as they're being attacked and as they're trying to evade their attackers, they get saved. They get rescued by a little man standing on top of a a cylindrical kind of spaceship. And they're like, look at the little man on top of the spaceship. Drax is very enamored with this. And that turns out to be Ego.
0: And his, basically, he calls it his pet, Mantis. Right. Mantis. Yeah. You know, Mantis. Daddy. Daddy came to save the day.
1: And we find out very quickly that Peter Quill, who has been searching for who is his father, because his mother
0: died of cancer. So who did he assume his father was this whole time? Uh,
1: well, he didn't assume. Well, he, he had fun telling he people. He always envisioned that yeah. David Hasselhoff of Knight Rider with he, the talking car. He, he filled the bill was his dad very cute but he finds out it's ego and at first what i love about this is as they go to ego's planet that at first peter quill is very resistant to this but it's why would he leave his mother yeah it made no sense to him and gomorrah is kind of pushing this relationship mm-hmm. and then there's this moment where peter quill is embracing this that hey this is pretty cool my dad's planet is pretty cool. He has his own planet. He,
0: he got the answers he was looking for. He found out why he no longer went back to be with mom. Right. You know, so right. that helped. Yeah. And At I, least he yeah. thought he got so he the thought.
1: answers. But then Gamora, why Gamora, she starts the question And now this is putting some tension between Peter and Gamora because Gamora is sensing something is afoul. Something is afoot. Now, what I think ultimately brings this tension to a crescendo is Yandu, of all people, because Peter just doesn't understand why Yandu kidnapped him as a child and kept him. Meanwhile, good old ego is telling Peter Quill that Yandu was supposed to bring him to him and he didn't understand why he kept him. Right. Truth be told, Yandu kept Peter Quill for a reason, and that being ego is crazy. And ego had many, 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 did I say many? Many. Many children. And as he brought them to the planet, he was trying to harness their energy with his own to, in essence, destroy planets in the universe to extend his presence everywhere. But every time he tried it with one of these other children, the children died. And as they find this out, all of a sudden, the whole movie takes a radical shift or turn. Why? Because Drax figures this out through his friendship with Mantis. And Gamora has figured this out as well. Everybody is figuring this out except for Peter Quill. Because Peter Quill, what does he want more than anything? To belong. To know who he is. He wants to know who he is and whose he is. He wants to know where he belongs. And I believe this movie really stresses this challenging relationship of father versus dad. Oh, and as, yeah. as you really think a, that about a difference,
0: this, even though you don't think so, you don't there really is.
1: think about it, but let me, let me share with you something. So, you know, it's in the, it's in the book of Proverbs. We all know this proverb, uh, Proverb 22, verse six, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And, and that's what a dad does. A dad is there Training up a child mm-hmm. in the way he should go. And I think we all have those moments of reflection. It's what Peter Quill wants. He 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 envisions the Hasselhoff, you know, uh, David Hasselhoff as being his dad. The, the cool guy who would teach him to do cool things. But that isn't what he had. Mm-hmm. You know, in his mind, his father was missing. But what if he really did have a dad who was doing that for him? What if... All along in this movie, he just didn't see it, but Yandu really was his dad, mm-hmm. that Yandu was the one who protected him, knew that turning him over to ego could potentially lead to this child's death, who held on to this child, trained him up in all that he knew how to do, which was being a ravager. Uh, So he trained him how to be a ravager, how to fly cool ships and do cool things and fire cool laser guns. And he obviously did a good job. And he obviously did a really, really good job of that. Now, where I want to go with this, which I think is really kind of funny, is as Peter Quill is starting to figure this out, that maybe Ego's a bad dude. And what was the tipping point? Do you remember what the tipping point was? I love the tipping point because it's so unexpected. Mm. And that's... I remember him getting warned uh, by Gamora. Yeah, he gets warned by Gomorrah about all this. And when he finally confronts his father about, you know, why didn't you come back when my mother was dying of cancer? And he always called him, you know, called uh, uh, Laura, uh, I'm sorry, always called Meredith Quill his, his water, what would he call her, water lily? His water lily? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. And he says, it killed me to put that tumor in her head.
0: I do remember that. Oh, what? man. And all yeah. of a sudden,
1: Peter Quill just loses it. Now, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, Oops! but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction in the Lord. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And what happens? Peter loses it, and he goes crazy on ego. And they get into a kind of intergalactic, crazy, you know, kind of God of the planet. Big, big fight. And he's like trying to tell Peter to calm down. Here again, this is Apostle Paul, Colossians chapter 321. I think we should listen. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. All of a sudden, Peter's world is dismantled in front of him. He Mm -hmm. finds his father. He thinks he has his identity he realize his father is not so good. Gets dismantled. Yeah. And yet, who comes to rescue them? Oh, that's right. Yondu. Yondu. Yondu comes with Rocket and Drax and Baby Groot and Gamora. I mean, even Nebula is now coming around to, to being help. on their side yep. to help. That's the family. There it is. And you know what I find so fascinating about this movie is he hasn't,
0: Peter hasn't figured it out yet. You know? Well, it's hard to figure out what you have until you understand what you had or where you're from. Right. This is true. You know, I think you're dealing with that right now on a personal level about, you know, your wife searching, wondering, always wanting to know, and all of a sudden has the opportunity.
1: Yeah, I know my wife is a listener of Christ Culture and Cinema, like she doesn't hear enough of me at home. Um, <laughs> but uh, true story, folks, she's my wife was adopted and uh, recently, very recently, uh, by the amazing technology of uh, DNA and through one of our DNA companies out there, uh, found a first cousin who in turn informed her only uncle, who in turn did a DNA uh, Kit, and surprise, it's a girl. And uh, after many years of not knowing where she came from, she now does. In fact, we're going to be heading up there to meet him for the very first time. And uh, it's its fascinating Ho- to... Hopefully, you'll be up there. Oh, no, hopefully we will. Our, our plane is getting out ahead okay. of the uh, hurricane. Yeah, so you're up there right now. Yeah. we're While we, this is playing. While this is playing, this is oh. right. And, and what's amazing is... When you look at pictures and you go, this is where I came from, to see people who look like her, uh, people who are same coloring, hair, eyes, etc. And to, to listen to this man who so desperately wants to know, A, my wife had a good life, and B,
0: wants to try to make up even at the end. Now that's being that's being a dad, and and I, I thought a lot about this because those of us who grew up with mom and dad, we always knew, you know. You think about the genetics, the DNA, yeah. when you talk about those things, the uh, recessive yeah. and, and sure and dominant genes and all that. But I saw it through my brother, mm-hmm. where his his birth father really was not there, and allowed my father to adopt him. Yeah, and and I had no idea. until I was like twelve. Yeah, and sure enough, when my brother was eighteen, nineteen, he. He did get to know, right? Who his, his, his biological father was. Sure, but my dad and his—I mean, dad is dad. Dad's who, grew, who he grew up with. Dad's who, even though he has no genetic connection. Yeah, that's who raised him. But it helped to have an idea where those genetics came from. So, I can't imagine going without.
1: Let me give you two pieces yeah. of this puzzle from the movie, which I think are really brilliantly done. Uh, number one is when Yondu uh, confronts Peter. And he says about Ego, he may be your father, but he wasn't your daddy. Wasn't your daddy. And that is such a great line. And then the second is uh, after Yandu sacrifices himself he to does. save Peter, which is such a fatherly role in this movie, a big, you know, that's a huge moment. From his biological father. Yeah, from his biological oh. father's craziness. And now we're up in, you know, we're up in the ship. They're going to have the Ravager funeral. And Peter Quill is, he's he's kind of, you know, contemplating what has just transpired. And he says, you know, he says, Yandu may not have had a talking car, but he had a really cool spaceship. And, you know, Yondu, and he's reflecting on all these things that Yandu really was his dad. Mm-hmm. And there's this kind of cool moment where then all of a sudden they start playing cat cat uh, stevens or yousef uh, father and son song and i don't know how you have a dry eye
0: watching that it's beautiful it, it's a wonderful reminder we all need to appreciate those that really helped us because you don't yeah. growing up we're selfish kids you look at the kids yeah. it's all about them they're figuring out who they are they're, it's a lot of selfish motives when you finally have that realization and you step back and realize wow they really did a lot for me. You need to say thank you. You need to show appreciation.
1: And, and there's nothing like a little bit of DNA where, in the case of, you know, like my wife, to, to all of a sudden discover, where is your roots? Mm. where Where did you actually come from? But then to look at those who helped make you, mold you, shape you, to be the person that you are today along the journey. And in this movie's case... I mean, it was set up so beautifully. And it's funny, the movie didn't get nearly the praise as
0: Guardians of the Galaxy 1, but this is a better movie. It's, it's, well, again, it's one of those where it's set up because of one. Yeah. All the characters are flushed out, everybody right. knows it. You know, it's, it's, but but it's so good. It's it really a great movie. It's great it is cast, a beautiful great
1: movie. movie. I think this is a, one of those where it's a fun movie. It's a laughable movie. It's got some great things. But this is a beautiful movie. It, it really is. It just puts a nice bow on who actually is Peter Quill. Where did he really come from? But who really made him the man he is? Man he is right. And that was Yondu. Mm -hmm. Great movie. I I can't recommend this one enough to our listeners. And I'm
0: sure we will do Guardians of
1: the Galaxy 3 in a couple seasons. I have a suspicion we will. Now, uh, having said that, let's get to our question of the day. And as you consider Guardians of the Galaxy and Peter Quill's uh, kind of uh, imaginary what dad was like and then ultimately finding out who his birth father was versus who was his dad, when you think about your own upbringing and your own family, uh, what did your dad do for you? What are some of those things that dad instilled in you and 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 really nurtured in your life that are so critically important? And you know, if you're if you're adopted out there listening, you know, wh- where did that where did those fatherly things come from into your life? Was it an adoptive father? Was it another uh, male role model? I, I don't think we can stress enough. Uh, a child really needs that in her mm. life, whether a boy or a girl. You know, they, they need that. And right. such a critical thing. And I think this movie really hammers on that. Uh, the other line, by the way, I did like in the movie is when he's drifting down Yondu. And he's got the uh, umbrella as he's drifting down. And Peter Quill yells, huh, you're, you look like Mary Poppins. And he goes, Mary Poppins cool? And he goes, yeah, Mary Poppins is cool. (laughs) Hey, everybody, I'm Mary freaking Poppins. I just love that line in the movie. Now, having said all that, uh, if you could consider leaving a rating or a review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, it would be really appreciated. Helpful. It helps friends and family find us. Also, if you haven't checked out our book yet, uh, Christ, Culture, and Cinema, How Faith and Films Intersect, You can find that on Amazon. Now, next time, we're going to look at a movie. It only came out about a year and a half ago, two years ago. A great movie with a wonderful cast. We're going to take a look at Knives Out. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.
0: Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time,
1: we'll see you at the movies.